Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here today with Andrew and Spring, and we're going to be talking about your questions and love, sex, relationship, sexual health, pretty much anything that you want, we want to talk about. Um, and today, earlier, someone came up to me and started telling me all about Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson and their breakup. And I didn't really know what was going on with them, but they very, they're excited. Do you know who they are, Spring? I mean, I've heard these names, but I'm not like a follower of the Kardashian and neither, their lives. <laughs> so neither am I. Uh, so this kind of came, sorry, listeners, if you love the Kardashian spring and I are newbies, you're going to have to educate <laughs> um, No, but apparently uh, she was with this guy who was caught cheating on her just a couple weeks or days before she gave birth to their kid. I'm like, oh, but like, right. So there's all kinds of terrible things going on inside of that relationship. Khloe Kardashian, if you are listening to us today, you have our full love and support because no one should have to deal with that kind of tomfoolery, that kind of nonsense, that kind of heartbreak. Tomfoolery. Um, His last name's Thompson. That was a good one. <laughs> um, but, but, but also, Chloe, we're here to help. That's what our whole show is about today. Um, so, I, I mean... People are really wrapped up in other people's breakup stories, right? Whenever a famous person breaks up, it makes the news and people talk about it all the time. People talk about Bezos getting a divorce and all of these other people breaking up. I think people are just very interested in other people's relationships in general. And I don't even think it's necessarily celebrities and I don't think it's necessarily breakups. I think it's, you know, we are very intrigued about the intricacies of other people's relationships and we don't really ever know the whole story. And it is very much human nature, I think, to want to understand the stories of people that are in our lives, either very close to us or on the periphery, like a celebrity that, you know, we, we think we know in some way, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I think, and I think like part of that is also the natural comparison that humans do um, normally, like you're always naturally comparing um, and trying to make sense of things and you want to understand, you know, things that you've been through, relationship issues you're having, um, and how all of these things are related. So it makes sense um, to be interested in, you know, someone's breakup and how how it all went down. And uh, I mean, to me, it always just seems so sad that people are focused on this tragic part. But I mean, on the other, uh, on the other side, grief and breakups and loss and regret like that's a universal part of the human condition. Everyone has it. So maybe that's a place where you can more strongly identify with this famous person that you don't know, like, oh, she's going through a breakup. I know what that's like too. Mm -hmm. And I hope for the best. Um, And our question for today is, um, how can I recover from a broken heart or how can I heal a broken heart? And this was specifically um, asked of us by a listener of our show who was going is still going through a painful breakup and you know said i i really need some resources to deal with this and i feel like i don't have any and uh please do a show on this and so here we are 
Yeah, thanks, listener. Um, I mean, and, and it really got me thinking about breakups in our lives and how how we're not really ever trained on how to enter in relation enter into relationships. No one's like, this is how dating works. Get in, unless you listen to our show. Um, <laughs> And then at the end of relationships, essentially, there's no information about like effective breaking up, how to break up in, in a compassionate way, or how to recover if someone breaks up with you. So today, we're kind of going to be talking about those different aspects. Yeah. Um, right. So I just said a few minutes ago that like breaking up grief uh, is kind of universal. Um, if you look anywhere in the world, if you see someone who's sad, someone who's going through a breakup and you look at them in the face, you look at their eyes, like, you know, you can feel what they're feeling, right? Like, it's, it's just part of the human connection, part of the human experience, part of being a person is understanding that kind of loss. Um, and, and we hear lots of information about, like, how do you cope with it? People say things like DABDA. Have you heard of DABDA? I've heard of DABDA. And I really like to say it also, and it kind of reminds me of the Flintstones. Yeah, but that did too. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, no, but Dabda was just this way that uh, psychologists started talking about, like, how are people going through these stages of grief and mourning and loss? Um, so it is, let's see, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Doesn't sound like a very happy path. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a happy path, um, but it's a path, and the path is what's important. So we're actually getting to acceptance, and there is a route to get there, and um, and there's a process that you go through, and knowing that acceptance is where that path leads, and that whatever the grief is, um, whatever process um you're currently whatever stage you're currently in that it will eventually get to acceptance and i think that's i think that's one of the most important parts to know about dabda is that yeah you're gonna go through some sucky times but you'll get through it and on the other side you'll probably be better and stronger right i mean hopefully you've learned what made your success relationship successful what might have cause the failure, what you did, both in terms of success and failure. And then when you move on to the next relationship, you take the things that you've learned and you apply them so you have a stronger, healthier relationship, or you pick a better person, <laughs> depending. Um, so uh, I, I kind of want to start by talking about uh, if you are the person doing the breakup, like what can you do to make sure that you're giving the other person closure. Um, we haven't talked about closure yet. Closure is kind of that, that mental state where you're in, where you can close the door and walk away and be okay with the situation, right? So if you watch a movie and it has that little trite happy ending at the end and you leave the theater and you're like, everything's fine, it all worked out, everything's okay, you kind of have closure. Um, in terms of a relationship, if you end a relationship with someone and you're okay with it and they're okay with it, then you both have closure. Um, but I think that there are things that you can do as the person who's the dumper um, to help with closure. Well, well, I think that, yeah, I think you're right. And I think it goes both ways, though, because even somebody who might be initiating or kind of starting that process of the breakup, um, that doesn't mean that they're going to feel closure depending on how it goes, right? So, like, the closure is actually, I think, fairly dependent on how how the breakup proceeds. So, it, I don't think it matters who's initiating it. I think that it is 
actually on both people to communicate well through that process so that both people can feel that sense of closure closure by the end of it. And, and you, I mean, Spring just said it again. It's the ongoing theme across all of these episodes. Communication is really important. And when you're breaking up with somebody, it's even more important to be completely upfront with them. Um, don't try to beat around the bush. Don't give the, it's not you, it's me. No, it's not like beat around the bush. Um, sounds like a kind of foreplay. Mm-hmm. Um, don't try to hide behind those cliche sort of lines. Be honest with the person about what's not working for for you, what's not working for your relationship with them. Um, and it's also really important to make sure that if you are breaking up with someone, um, you want to do it face-to-face. You want to have a conversation with a human being in a human context with them. Now, we're not talking about if like you're in a crazy situation where you think that the person might harm you or like th- those are very different kind of breakups and that's not what we're addressing right now. But it, it's important for closure to do it face-to-face. Um, We've had so many people send us messages and questions about text message text mm-hmm. message breakups and getting ghosted and like people using the internet to kind of block you or hide from you. Um, if you're going to be breaking up with someone, if you want to give them closure, you need to make sure that you can do it. That you want to try to do it face to face. And I think there are exceptions. There's always exceptions. And I think that one of those, right. um, besides uh, being worried about violence, would be in long distance relationships. Um, it could actually be more cruel to um, have someone pay for flights or pay to get somewhere um, to have that conversation. And I think, you know, video chats are close approximations to being face to face. And so, I would suggest that, you know, if for whatever reason, face-to-face isn't possible, um, you know, video chats is another good way to do that. As I look at Andrew on our video chat right now, <laughs> since we can't be face-to-face. Wait, are we breaking up? No, 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 what? no, no. I'm just saying this oh, is this is as good as we can do. And that's, you know, thinking about um, other creative ways when you can't necessarily be face-to-face. That is... Um, another good resource that we have in today's world. Right. So not an email, Mm -hmm. not a text message, try a call or face at a distance. Um, The third stage of giving closure, especially if the other person is having a harder time with it or going to have a hard time with it is making sure that you actually cut all ties. Um, It sounds really harsh. And this is the kind of thing where you, you might cut all ties now. And then in a couple months or a year later, you might start reopening some of them. Um, but if you are breaking up with someone, it's important to, you know, let them know and create meaningful boundaries around you and your life. And by cutting t- cut all ties, um, you probably want to, uh, d- you know, delete phone numbers, block them on social media. If you go to joint events, maybe you should think about, you know, not going to that event or changing a date or time so you're not in that same space with that person. Because um, there's that danger of making them feel, feel like there's still a chance or someone might be leading them on kind of things. Um, so it's important to make sure that you, you cut but those, those things can be done. Those can be done very um, appropriately and um, compassionately as well. So that when you're having the breakup conversation, you talk about how you would like to at this time, you know, unfriend, unfollow, and you don't have to necessarily block, I think, unfriend, unfollow, um, and 
uh, make sure that you have kind of limited ways to contact or see each other in your social circles. And then talk about also if there's a point in the future where you might like to re-engage with that and say, you know, we can revisit this in a month or in two months or whatever time might feel appropriate. So actually, you know, approaching that and discussing it so that it's not like there's this short little breakup talk and then there's all this blocking that actually feels um, very uh, aggressive um, passive aggressive and also uh, it can feel very harmful so I think you know um, talking about what the best options are for uh, you within that relationship and how you want to go about that and and yeah talking about if there are events that you both normally attend coming up how you'll navigate that or how you'll kind of split them and talking about all of that when you have the breakup if if that's okay for you to do. And if it's not okay to do it at that time, you know, maybe set a time um, next week, let's have a conversation about these things so that we make sure we get through all of that. But I mean, those boundaries and cutting those ties and doing it once again, in a kind, compassionate way is really important. um, Because human beings are really terrible at jumping from the mindset of this is the person who's central to my life. And this is the relationship that I'm valuing the most to this is now just one person in a circle of friends. Like it's a really tough jump. And sometimes um, we need additional um, boundaries to make that work. Um, So we're going to go on break in just a minute. Spring, before we do, you were talking about uh, earlier when we were chatting about um, the, the signs uh, or like what are the factors that lead to relationships mm. having worse breakups or more depressive breakups? So um, one of the research studies that we'll link in our show notes talked about three factors that um, impacted how depressed someone felt after a breakup. And those three factors that um, most impacted that were the suddenness with which the relationship ended the perceived closeness of the relationship and how long the relationship had been going on for. And I think that the only one of those that you can actually really control is that suddenness. And, you know, um, if, if you feel like this relationship is something that you might not want to be in anymore, I think you can start to have conversations about that, about, you know, how you're feeling about the relationship with a partner before you necessarily have a breakup talk. And I think a lot of us do that with our friends and not with our partner. And I think that that's actually um, a big problem. And that's what we should be doing is having these conversations with our partners about, you know, I'm feeling a little less comfortable about this aspect of our relationship or, um, and you know, maybe it actually is you don't need to break up. Maybe if you actually talk about some of the things that you're concerned about, you might find that you can work through them. So, but I think that that's something that we can really, um, that will help both people in, in processing the relationship ending. Um, if you start to have conversations about what you're thinking and feeling um, before that kind of, yeah, this is definitely the end talk. The finality of it. Yeah. Um, so it's important for you to know that if you are the person who is going to be initiating the breakup, you can, you can think about the closeness, how long you've been together. Um, 
and uh, the suddenness of it. And, and like Spring said, you can work to kind of reduce that sort of impact and help somebody start their recovery early. Okay, so we got to take a break. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Thanks. everybody welcome back from your break um although i know it's so hard to be away from us i know it's just so tragic sometimes whenever those commercials come on and that oh you know what so i had to put this uh, guess we'll just have to jamming. we'll just have to unbreak their hearts unbreak their hearts <laughs> the song is so cheesy okay how to uh, get over a breakup? Not listen to Unbreak My Heart. Well, I was, okay. I was actually going to suggest that. I mean, I think that it is important to mourn a relationship after it's ended. Oh, yeah. And um, I had someone once create me a breakup playlist when I went through a breakup. And I, I found that like actually very healing to, you know, go listen to that playlist. And it, um, it felt... It felt like, you know, these people really get me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adele. Oh, Adele. But also, um, I mean, in that instance, somebody made me a breakout playlist. And that, it also like felt like I was being supported by listening to that playlist. So I'm going to recommend that as a way to support someone that you know <laughs> that's going through a breakup. Like maybe, you know, do something like that for them. Like make, do something that could like help them uh, mourn or like kind of move through that process in some way. Uh, and I think we should start talking about all of the various ways that can help people get, so uh, get over a broken heart, right? So now we're talking more along the lines that you're the dump E. Like, are you the dump? Oh, no. Dump is such a terrible First word. All, yeah, don't use. use that word. I don't like dumper. <laughs> um, <laughs> dumper? I don't like dumpy either. Let's, let's, I'm going to use I, dumper yeah, all let's, the time. Let's stop talking on. about dumping. Um, dumping is like the, that word is actually pretty cruel. Uh, it's like to dump is to like just like get rid of, to like trash, to like, you know, throw out. And that's not what we do with people, no matter. Um, how, how much the relationship might need to end. Uh, we want to be careful with people in our lives. And, um, I think though that both people actually have to heal after a relationship. It doesn't matter who initiates. Um, there is a healing process. And even if there's some relief, even if there's, um, some happiness associated with it, there is still, still something to move through. And so I think that the healing, um, one person might need it more than the other, but I think both people actually would really benefit from doing some of these healing exercises. <laughs> uh, and what I was referencing is I think typically the scope and magnitude of the process is really quite different depending on what side of the breakup you're on. Um, but the, the most important first step that you can do um, is don't avoid it. Um, 
it's really easy for us sometimes to pretend that something is, hasn't happened, uh, just to kind of look away. But you're much better off if you are dealing with a situation with heartbreak to deal with it directly, to deal with it head on. Um, running away typically makes it last a lot longer. It makes it harder. Um, it makes you feel depressed for longer. Um, and you don't move into steps of recovery. Um, so this is like, we're really talking about how to recover from a broken heart, how to heal a broken heart. Um, and if you avoid it, you're essentially doing the opposite because those feelings are still going to be there. The hurt is still going to be there. And eventually those wounds are going to be present and open again. Um, so you're much better off looking at it straight in the face and moving forward um, and trying to deal with it. <laughs> and so um, I really like different um exercises that you can do on your own to like kind of help that healing process. And I'm going to give you kind of a few overview um, of kind of a different, some different styles of things you can do. So these are kind of creative process things that you can do to help you start to heal. And you could do these either with um, drawing or coloring or creating or writing. So any kind of creative process, you could kind of move through these. And so one of them is to start to think about what um, messages are coming up for you as you're going through this breakup. And so sometimes people think like, oh, you know, I'm never going to find someone or, oh, no one's ever going to want to date me again, things like that. And when we think these messages, um, they those can be more harmful than a breakup, right? Like these things that get caught in our head and that we replay over and over. And so like starting to identify some of those messages and then starting to reframe them and, uh, you know, stating Messages like, I'm not worth it, or I'm not good enough, or this was my fault, or like those kind of like, or I'm not pretty enough, or like all of those kind of um, words, all those kind of like phrases that we say to ourselves whenever we're really blaming ourselves for a breakup. That's that. Yeah, and we can reframe them to you know, I I am not a failure because this relationship has ended. You know, and when we start to reframe and start to um, tell ourselves the truth. And, and sometimes that can help. You can um, talk to friends to get some of those things reframed if you have trouble reframing them on your own. Um, but really identifying what's coming up for you and then reframing it um, in a more true version than what your brain tries to tell you is the truth. <laughs> um, and then another thing that you can do is um, actually mourn the relationship in some way and like actually have some type of, um, you know, you can create something, you can write something, you can have some type of ceremony with some friends, something that like allows you to actually remember what was good, what was bad and like a way of letting go of that. Some of um, uh, my favorite parties I've ever been to are divorce parties where people are mourning their relationship. They're, they're, they were married and they realized that they weren't happy together and they had a divorce party and the divorce party was a lot more fun than their wedding because people yeah. are finally being honest about all of their feelings, honest about their relationship, honest about what they needed. Um, but I mean, it's it, so right. So all of the things that springs are talking, spring is mentioning are dealing with it directly. Um, 
So after and I want to do, I want to do one more. Oh. Uh, the other one I was going to say is to think about, you know, um, what are things that you want in your life from another partner in the future and start to really uh, visualize that and create like not a checkbox list of what that person will have or won't have, but um starting to kind of visualize what this new relationship will look like and feel like for you so that you can create a list or a description of how you'll feel in that relationship and how, um, what kind of some, uh, aspects that you love about that new relationship will be. And that's a very different thing than like, you know, um, this person makes this much money or, (laughs) or something like that. But thinking about these, attributes of this relationship that you're looking for in your life. I mean, I'm all, I love writing lists. Um, And if you do want to write a list, (laughs) write a list about the relationship that ended and write the things that were good, the pros and write a list of things, the cons and really focus on the pros in that relationship and what was good about it and what made it work. Look at the cons. And as you're moving into your next relationship, make sure that you're trying to build it in a way where you get rid of the things that were disruptive of the relationship that ended as well. If you, if you want to write the actual checkbox list. Um, <laughs> right. So face, wait, oh my gosh, I can't even talk. Um, so don't avoid it. You're dealing with it face to face. Deciding to act is actually one of the first things that you need to do too. Um, sometimes when you're in a breakup, when you have a broken heart, um, you end up feeling defeated and depressed, like you can't do anything, that you can't change anything. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to take that first step and decide to actually start doing some some things to heal. Um, This is where good friends can come in. This is where listening to us could come in. (laughs) uh, Things that can spur you to act. And by act, I mean, some of the first things that you probably need to do are the same kind of advice we gave uh, for the other side for giving closure. Um, it, It is probably really helpful for you to delete phone numbers and delete messages and to unfollow, unfriend on social media. Um, if you really want to work on healing your broken heart, um, maintaining those kind of connections and seeing that person pop up, maybe seeing that person pop up dating other people and happy is probably going to get in the way of you healing, at least at first. Um, and like, like we said before, it doesn't have to be forever breaking up, maybe in one month or two months or six months, whatever you need, like you can start rebuilding some of those connections to the person. But one of the first things that you should do is you know, get rid of those sort of connections to the person that are going to drag you back down. Um, And maybe before you send out that final or before you cut off all of those connections, um, it is perfectly appropriate if you have not received closure from the person to send them one final message and let them know, like, this is the last message I'm going to be sending you. Um, But I I was really hurt or I was really upset or I really need some reasons. Um, So could you please help me get closure with this relationship? And you can ask somebody that question. Now, they may or may not respond, but you've put yourself out there. Um, And and it's important because you've dealt with it. You've said what you've needed to say. Um, You've kind of left the ball in their court, which means that you can kind of walk away from it at that point. Um, And, you know, it's interesting. Not everybody actually needs closure. And so, you know, we're talking about kind of how important closure is and how you can get it. Um, But you know, some people actually really don't need that. And I've had, um, I've had friends in my life that have been through a breakup. They just, 
they just really didn't feel that need to like have those discussions. And that can actually be hard for the other partner to, um, to grasp as well. And so, you know, if one partner just feels like, um, everything's been said and the other person doesn't, um, it can be really difficult to have that need for closure met on the person that does need that closure. And so I think that's one of the things that we're kind of looking at here when you're like trying to send that last message or try to like get that information. It's like not both sides don't always have the same needs going through a breakup and both sides don't always um, want to have some of these conversations. And so I think that's important to acknowledge that while you may be doing the best you can, um, you also might not be able to do exactly, you know, kind of what we're recommending in some sense, because there are two people involved and two people that are hurt in some way involved. Right. Um, and I mean, Spring already gave a couple different strategies and techniques that you can use to start getting through that hurt. Um, really, uh, writing is one of the best things that you can do. Uh, just write about your feelings every single day doesn't have to be long. It can just be for five minutes. Just write down how you're feeling and start processing what those feelings are. Um, and, and another form of writing that's really helpful, and this, this is just like pro-life tip. I should have saved this for the end. Um, have a gratefulness journal. Um, just get a little notebook where every day you spend a few minutes writing down the good things in your life, the things that you're grateful for. Um, and focus your, get your brain to focus more on the good parts of your existence rather than the bad ones. Um, there's a lot of other things that you can do that help with recovery too. And most of the, so you can write, um, or you can be active and by active, you can work out, you can exercise, you can go do things that you enjoy. Um, remember that person you were before you and your, you were in that relationship. I'm sure there are things that you love to do. Um, start doing some of those things again, really think about you. Um, and then, uh, the, the final big tip, um, if, if you're trying to deal with heartbreak and deal with loss is helping someone else, right? So you're in a bad spot. You don't feel great about the world. You don't have closure. You're hurt from this relationship. But one of the best things that you can do is get out there and help. It can be a community service. It could be a soup kitchen. It could be helping a friend move. It doesn't really matter what it is. Um, if we look at the psychology of recovery, anytime that you're out there helping other people, you're actually helping your brain too. You're helping yourself. Um, so write, try, be active, exercise. I mean, it all sounds a little bit cliche, mm -hmm. but, um, the psychology is if you've decided to act and you actually take action on those various different tasks, you're probably going to feel a lot better sooner rather than later. Yeah. And, you know, as we're talking about, um, action and kind of moving forward, I think that we want to emphasize this kind of idea that you, should not keep reaching out and trying to get closure and keep trying to um, to have further conversations with someone after they have indicated that they don't want that. And um, sometimes we see patterns of harassment happening after a breakup yeah. when and and it's and it's often, you know, someone is very hurt and they just really want to understand and really want that closure. Um, but you do really need to be respectful of the other person's 
feelings and desires in that breakup. And so, um, this idea of, you know, finding closure, you can only take it so far and you need to then, um, actually let go and start to mourn and start to do the healing on your own, um, or with friends, but, um, and, and letting go of a relationship is, I think, part of this process that we didn't necessarily say, like there is a release that needs to happen. This, I'm, and I'm not talking right. about sexual <laughs> for once. Um, there's this, That's our <laughs> next there's this release where you need to like, um, just not hold on to it anymore and, um, just open the hand, you know, and allow, allow what has happened to have happened and to move forward. Right. I mean, and, and Spring just reiterated, it's really important that if you are in a relationship, if you've decided that you want to recover from it, like you get one more communication with the person, you get one more email, you get one more, whatever it is, text message, one more phone call, and that's it. You have to let go. Um, and if you don't let go, like not only are you endangering your own recovery, but you're probably pushing that other person further away from yourself at the same time. Um, so even if there would be a chance of recovery of a friendship after the end of the relationship, you're, you're making it less likely. So it's important. Like I said, once you make that choice to decide, like I'm deciding that I'm going to get over being heartbroken, you give yourself one more communication with that person. And then you cut off all of those ties and cut off all of that access because you're going to need that kind of space to recover too. Um, we didn't talk about crying. Uh, if, if you're in a breakup on either side, crying is okay. But I want to charge you with uh, laughing as much as you cry. Um, there's this huge temptation when we're going through a breakup to sit and watch sad movies and listen to sad songs and and weep. And um, some of that is okay. But if you're going to be watching... Well, oh, yeah. Like having all of those... Fe- heal, working towards healing... Um, but I just want to charge you, if you're going to be listening to really sad music, also make sure that you're listening to happy music. And if you're going to be watching like really sad, sappy, Hallmark-style movies, make sure that you watch some funny, light, upbeat ones as well. Right. So crying is good. It's part of recovery. But laughing is good as well. So just make sure that, you know, if you're going to be listening to mm-hmm. Adele and on repeat and like someone like you... Um, make sure that there's something else in there as well, because it, sometimes our brains sort of get in this rut where we just keep focusing on negative pieces instead of positive pieces. So just, just play with it a little so, bit. All right. So, yeah, I think finding that balance is important. And, um, but I mean, for some people, it's the other way too, that they're um, ignoring and just trying to do all the happy things. And so maybe they yeah. actually need to do a little more of that feeling and finding some, um, of that mourning and sadness and crying as well. So either way, it's about finding that balance where you are feeling the hard emotions and then um, giving your space, some, giving yourself some space for happy ones to balance that out. Uh, anything else that we need to say about breakups today? Um, I mean, we could probably talk about this question and strategies for another two hours. <laughs> um, but uh but really, there's some simple steps that you can take. And I, I hope this is useful for people in breakups um, as well. Um, I kind of want our listeners to make us like a, a, a breakup playlist. That would be pretty fun. Well, um, I want that. 
I, I, we should do. Okay. So listeners, um, there's going to be a little post in, uh, Instagram. Uh, you'll see it. It comes out today. Um, and there'll probably be some kind of contest inside of it as well, where you could win a prize. I don't know what that is yet, but it'll probably be $25 gift card to Amazon, whatever, for people who give us the best, um, unbreak my heart playlist. Oh, I'm so excited. And then everybody, you can make it public and then everybody can listen to it and everybody can heal and you can help each other heal. Oh my God. It's so great. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that, um, no, it's awesome. Um, so let's see, shout out Chloe Kardashian. We started with you. We'll end with you. If you listen to us, I I don't think she does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we hope it we hope it helps you. Follow a couple of these simple steps. I think it's probably pretty hard for her because she's in the public eye, so trying to cut connections and not have people yeah, harass I'm a dab her. About to do. Oh. <laughs> oh, dab duh. Dabbed it with a baby. Oh well. Okay. Um and I, I, just the tip. Okay. So this kind of was my, my last second tip when I was thinking about the show. And at the end of the day, the only person who can give you closure is yourself. And that's really what this whole episode is about. Like you healing, you getting over something, you building better barriers, you reaching out one time, you being okay with yourself, you working on yourself, you focusing on what's good. That's that's really you giving you closure. No one else can ever really give it to you. They can give you some rationale or some explanations, but at the end of the day, closure is a gift that you give yourself. And that's it. And I really love that, actually, that last phrasing you just gave of that that it's a gift you give yourself because when you think about it in that way and you give yourself a gift of something of some type of healing, it actually makes it even more powerful. If you can really accept, you know, I'm giving this to myself and this is a gift because it's really going to help me and it's going to be amazing for me. And yeah, I want, I would say, Give yourself like amazing little thoughtful gifts like that every day, which are like love thoughts to yourself. (laughs) All right. Um, So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any questions for us, feel free to let us know. You can email them to us. We're thesexrap at gmail.com. You can find our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at thesexrap. And we have a phone number. You can call us and leave your message for us there. It's 413-IRAP. Do you know that um, that is the only way we've never gotten a question. <laughs> we've got questions through every other medium, I think, but nobody has ever called and like left us a voice message. I'm like dying for that. If yeah. you guys want to accept another challenge, <laughs> there's no prize for that one. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school or just too music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious breakmaster cylinder the podglomerate a sonic universe